Hey everyone, welcome back. If you're new here, my name is Nina Lavon, and today we are diving deep into pop culture psychology, and we'll be talking about one of my favorite shows of all times, Stranger Things. We are going to look at the reasons why it's so popular, the psychological concept of nostalgia, and why the 80s is so missed and even glorified, even by people who are not alive yet for the decade. I love talking about this show, and I recently rewatched the first three seasons, so I'm excited for today's podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast or to the Nina Love on YouTube channel, please take a moment to do so, and definitely let me know if you want further psychological deep dives on Stranger Things from the concept and principles used to the characters themselves, or if you have any other topics topic suggestions that you would like to hear about. I think Stranger Things is really unique because it has a fan base that really can't be put into one demographic. It's so popular with its fans that many people say that they actually felt a sense of emptiness when it was over and are really sad that it's taking so long to get to season four. I know I was really bummed out that it had to be put on hold because of the pandemic, but I am happy to hear that it's back in production and I'm super excited about it. It is definitely one of the most popular shows to ever appear on Netflix and I know that many people either got a Netflix subscription or reinstated it just to watch the show. And I think there's actually a lot of layers to the popularity itself. For one, it's got a lot of different genres that are kind of mixed all together into the series. It's adventure, it's horror, it's science fiction, it's a coming-of-age story, it even has elements of romance. So it pretty much has a little bit of everything. And it also has a lot of elements that are just appealing or interesting, like the dynamics between the kids in the show and their relationship, and then the relationships between the kids and the adults. And there's also the fact that it's an emotional roller coaster at times, and then at other times it can make you laugh out loud. And then, of course, the show just has a fantastic soundtrack, incredible actors, endearing characters, amazing writing. So the storyline itself and the people in it definitely keep you coming back for more. And one thing that I also have to mention, which I've heard mentioned many times before, but that part of the appeal has to do with the fact that the kids are the heroes, not because they're mimicking adults, but because they are kids and they're using their own logic and drawing on what they've learned in their lives. I think that a lot of times we dismiss children or childhood as this superficial or unimportant time in our lives. And really, that's when we learn pretty much everything. That's when we figure out what this world is all about. We learn the big lessons and we are optimistic at that time. We're innocent, we're positive, and we're actually pretty insightful and observant. I think there's a lot of lessons from our childhood that I wish we better remembered as adults, and I love that this show celebrates that. Kids are curious, and they're okay with being themselves, even when they are different, and they're open to new experiences, and they don't overthink everything like we do as adults. They can acknowledge that life can be ugly, but they still enjoy it. So 
I love that they don't dismiss children or childhood in the series, and I love that they really show the benefits of imagination and all the things that we learn, you know, really are important during these early years. I also love this quote that I found from The Little Prince, which is, all grown-ups were once children, but only a few of them remember it. And I think that those of us that do remember it and value our experiences during this time are really the ones that love the show the most, including those of us that are still in our childhood right now. And although I am definitely in my adulthood, I know so many young people that just absolutely love this show. So I think that's definitely true. And I think all of these things make us want to binge the show. But today I'm going to make the argument that it's actually the psychological concept of nostalgia that might be the true secret to why the show is as popular as it is for so many different generations of viewers. Now, for me personally, there is no question that it's what made me fall in love with this show. I am a child of the 80s, and the characters in the show, the kids in the show, I should say, are exactly the same age that I was during each year it depicts, so it's literally like stepping back into my childhood. But interestingly enough, it is technically possible, at least psychologically, to miss something you've never personally experienced or to wish you had been a part of it or to feel connected to it in some way. And it's interesting because a lot of fans of the show have told me that they really do feel that type of connection even though they weren't alive at the time. So, Nostalgia is technically defined as a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or a place with happy personal associations. And personal nostalgia means you are longing for or feeling good about aspects of your life that you've already lived through or have stored in your memory. And also, I want to say that our memory is not perfect. Our memories slightly shift every time we think about past events. So they can actually start to seem better than they were, or worse in some cases, of course. But we tend to start to view our past through rose-colored glasses. The positive elements definitely tend to dominate when we think about the things that we're nostalgic about. And we can deliberately trigger feelings of nostalgia by listening to music that was associated with the time or looking at old photographs or seeing artifacts from that time or by watching movies or TV shows that remind us of how life used to be. So that is definitely something that Stranger things does for many, many people. And by the way, nostalgia is positively correlated with happiness, and it can actually be really good for our mental health. And studies shows that it can help even calm anxiety. So nostalgia is actually really, really powerful. 
One study actually showed that experiencing nostalgia was linked to feeling optimistic about the future and that it's even associated with having a better sense of self-esteem. So I think the Duffer brothers were really on the right track for finding a theme and a concept that was just going to kind of make everybody feel good. For me, the 80s definitely inspires the most nostalgia for me because it was just such an incredible time to be alive. In terms of pop culture, it was definitely a golden age. I think we could absolutely agree that it had some of the best music, toys, movies, TV shows, and some of the most iconic styles and fashion, and in personal expression all around. I love to watch music videos from the 80s because it's just fantastic that we all dressed this way. I mean, it's just was ridiculous from the colors to the shoulder pads. And it just shows that everyone was just kind of in a good mood. It was colorful. It was happy and kind of whimsical. And there was just so much to be excited about and inspired by. I remember seeing all three Star Wars movies in the theater, as well as E.T. And it is just indescribable how excited we would get when these movies came out. We would anticipate them for years, and then we would just kind of internalize them. We would have the lunch boxes, the Halloween costumes, the toys, everything. And I think it's interesting because we honor Stranger Things in exactly the same way. It's like it gets the same 1980s royal treatment that we gave to everything we loved during the actual time period. I mean, I don't even watch much TV, but yet for Stranger Things, I have the t-shirts, I have a keychain, I, I was 11 for last Halloween. And I mean, this is how the 80s kids paid tribute to the things that they loved, and I find myself doing it now. And I think it's great that a whole new generation is doing the same thing, which is, you know, also really, really interesting. And I think there was also an appeal to the kind of spooky thriller type thing that we had in that decade, which is, of course, shown in Stranger Things over and over as a theme. But we all pretty much worshipped Halloween. We definitely revered it as the absolute best day of the year, which I'm glad they actually mentioned specifically in Stranger Things because that was definitely how we all felt. But this decade had this kind of darker feel as one aspect of it. It was like we were, we were all kind of in a Stephen King book and we really loved anything that did have a touch of horror, which I think is another thing that the Duffer brothers really capitalize on. There were references to so many of the scary movies we loved from Aliens to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which is still one of my favorite movies to this day, to Firestarter, to It, and Gremlins, and Nightmare on Elm Street. We were kind of terrified of this stuff, but we also loved it. I mean, we were scared by the, the thriller video, but we couldn't wait to watch it again. Another thing about the 80s that makes us feel so nostalgic is the music, and Stranger Things definitely delivers on the soundtrack. My favorite 80s song of all times is Whip It, so I was really happy that it made it into season two. I was, I was definitely waiting for it. 
but I think they do a great job with the entire soundtrack because they include a lot of the lesser known songs that many of us haven't actually heard since the 80s, so it really just brings you right back. And I also think the Duffer Brothers definitely knew what they were doing when they commissioned the theme song, which was composed by Michael Stein and Kyle Dixon, who make up the band Survive. They specifically sought them out after hearing some of the band's music in the movie The Guest, and anyone will tell you that the theme song itself feels nostalgic, even though it's an original composition. They used vintage synthesizers to give it that sound, and it has all the iconic elements of 80s kind of mystery TV show music, so it just really has that appeal. I never want to skip through the credits because I always want to hear the song again, and I think everyone loves 80s music and is familiar with 80s music, even again if they weren't alive when it was initially popular. I think the Rickroll is an odd phenomenon that really points to the fact that the 80s definitely still has an appeal now. And it's so fun to be reminded of how everything used to be. I love the scene with Lucas dressed up like the Karate Kid drinking a new Coke. This scene made fans so nostalgic, by the way, that Coke actually brought it back into production for the third season of the show because everyone wanted to remember what it tasted like. It re-inspired people to start eating Eggo waffles again, which is something that I absolutely loved. And I really love it when they show all the old breakfast cereals because 80s kids definitely took their sugary cereals very seriously, at least we did in my neighborhood. I love when Hopper wears a Magnum PI-inspired Hawaiian shirt in season three. All these little details are just so brilliant. And everything from the D&D manual to the stores that are in the mall that we don't have anymore, they just got everything so perfectly right. And I don't think the nostalgia would be as strong if the show wasn't so authentic. And I think it's great because it really introduces all this stuff to a new generation. I love hearing 16-year-olds sing The Clash or get to see how amazing even the little things were for, for us back then, like going to the arcade or getting to ride our bikes everywhere. And I think that brings up maybe the biggest point about the 80s. The singular thing that I miss the most and what my fellow Gen Xers miss the most probably is the freedom. Now, I'm not going to say that the safety precautions that we have now, you know, aren't there for a reason or that we should go back to the way things were. You can all argue that amongst yourself, but I think we can all agree that things were just completely different. There were no helicopter parents or really real responsibilities for children back then. We had free roam of the neighborhood. We just had to come home by dark. We could make prank phone calls without being traced. We played on risky and probably flat-out dangerous playground equipment. We played dodgeball at recess. We ate Twinkies for lunch. We'd spend Saturday morning religiously watching cartoons for hours and hours, and we had long summer breaks that we weren't really expected to do much of anything 
So the 80s was like a wonderland for kids, and it's wonderful to remember those times and feel like we get to relive it in some way through Mike and Dustin and Will and Lucas and Max and Eleven, and it feels personal. It feels like these kids are our friends, like we know them, and it reminds us of the types of relationships that we had. And I think the psychology of the popularity of the show can really be boiled down to this incredibly strong nostalgia as the biggest factor. So I definitely want to know, is this why you love Stranger Things so much? And if not, please let me know why you do love it so much. I'd also love to hear about what you miss most about the 80s and your favorite Stranger Things moments. I have so many, I don't think I could possibly, you know, decide what my absolute favorite is, but I really love the look that Eleven gives Dustin when he's kind of begging her to levitate the Millennium Falcon. I just think that is the funniest thing, and then I love that she decides to do it when he is not looking. I love that. I love that character. But please let me know your favorite moments, and you can definitely write to me if you want to hear some more psychological breakdowns of characters or concepts that are in Stranger Things, I would love to do that. Just let me know what characters you would be most interested in. You can reach me by email. My email is nina.lavon at gmail.com. That's spelled N-E-N-A dot L-A-V-O-N-N-E at gmail. You can also reach me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Nina Lavon, and you can reach me on Instagram. And on Instagram, the name is at Nina Lavon. So I thank you so much for joining me in the Upside Down today. I hope you found it interesting and maybe even nostalgic to talk about the 80s. And I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Have an amazing day, guys. Take care.